the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning, everybody. Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler. The morning show on a Thursday, October 5, 2023. Good old 710 KNUS. 68 will be the high. You heard the man talk. This is some beautiful fall weather uh, on Friday, 60 and 75 on Saturday. Now, we're down to doing a Saturday morning show, 9 to noon, and doing fill-in work. But on this Saturday, in studio, Jimmy Walker. And if you grew up in Colorado or if you know much about Denver radio history, uh, Jimmy was Dr. Daddio, uh, KDKO, the Daddio House Party. I've been a big fan of his for a long, long time. And it was it's, it's called the O&O, owned and operated. And he, of course, went on to sell that stick or sell that dowel position. And that's be, that became Ralph, if you remember there was a an attempt, one more attempt to have a nonstop liberal talk show station. It was remember the good they had Alice was their FM, and if you know about the Cramdens, about the honeymooners, who was who was Ralph? Who excuse me? Who was Alice married to? Ralph. So some genius down there decided to name a radio station Ralph, and um, they had it for whatever money-losing amount of time that it was. And uh, nevertheless, that was Jimmy's Jimmy's signal, KDKO. He's got great stories up from Houston. He was a promoter of acts. He did all kinds of different things and uh, ran that radio station, the Daddy-O House Party, and a big fan of Jimmy's. And he's going to come in the studio on Saturday morning about 10, spend a couple hours with us. Uh, last week, for two hours, we had DMAC with us. And so I love that kind of radio. So the guys will be here. So nevertheless, I haven't had an opportunity to do some gut bucket talk radio. And there's no better morning. And there's nothing better than this. What I have witnessed, and I've been on the sidelines, is watching this vote and watching Ken Buck as one of the eight Republicans who helped oust uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Now, these are all internals. This has zero to do with the kinds of things that Ken Buck is saying. This is about Ken Buck living in fear of the far-right craziness that goes on in the Civil War in the Colorado GOP. Don't you think it's fascinating? <laughs> I said this to Billy. Don't you think it's fascinating that Lauren, Lauren Boebert, the, the queen of mean, right? What does she do? Oh, Kevin's my guy. Why do you think she voted that way? Because she is trying to clean up her image. Yeah, guys, remember, you go back uh, to uh, Lauren in the theater, uh, Lauren doing this, Lauren doing that. And now what Lauren is trying to do is trying to garner to herself, to gather to herself, 
uh, all the wonderful middle-of-the-road Republicans, the people that the crazies did not want to be able to vote in primaries. Lauren Boebert did it. And, and, and I'm telling you guys, <laughs> nothing, nothing happens as it seems, right? Then why does Ken Buck vote to oust the guy? For exactly the same reasons. Exactly the same reasons. He was, he, and he still may get primaried. And, but I think they took a lot of edge off of him because Ken Buck, he's like, like Ken Buck. <laughs> the answer to a question nobody asks. The, the, the guy has been, you know, he's been Doug Lamborn uh, light. And so all of a sudden, he, and they destroyed, they destroyed this. I mean, right now, it's like, it's, it's laughable. But nobody sees it. Like, I've talked to so many people that I respect, and I had lunch with a new friend yesterday, and then I spoke with one of the sheriffs yesterday, and, you know, and I talked to Bonnewell about it, and they, they chuckled. They know what they did. And this has got to do with the politics, the politics of contraband. It's the smuggler's blues. Remember that, Billy? Um, so Ken Buck is no, first of all, he's, he suddenly becomes the uh, hero to these people. <laughs> Quit it. It's not what happened. Why? All right, so I'm going to just start, bring Billy into this, and we'll start the phones up, 303-696-1971. Dick Wadhams is with us at 7 o'clock this morning. How underhanded and nasty this has gotten. And I don't know if you saw this piece. And they claim it was is written by, quote, conservative Republican state rep, Ken DeGraff. And it's entitled, What a Bunch of Dicks. How Dick Wadhams and the establishment screw the GOP. Right. These are people who backed Ron Hanks. <laughs> Yeah. Think about it, right? Yeah. First of all, good morning, William. It's good to see you, hey, sir. Hey, nice to see you. Yeah, I miss so you, man. Nice. I really is. do miss you. It's like getting the band back together. It's always <laughs> nice to see you. What are you that. guys doing? We're putting a band back yeah, together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, and I always tell people, it's it's like getting on that bicycle you haven't ridden in a while, but it just feels right. You just sit there, and you're like, okay, yeah. this is exactly it. Yeah. It's, nice. yeah. yeah. it's good to see you. Hey, you too. But So I called you last night. We were chasing yeah. each other. You are working. Yeah. I was in a bar getting paid to not drink. Imagine that one. I mean, it would be like it'd be like the best job and the worst job when I was, you know, in my well, 20s. Yeah. But, yeah, it's okay. So yeah. um, I get a phone call, and, again, one day when the book is written, about this Colorado GOP chip in and donate. What a great op-ed written by conservative Republican uh, Representative Ken DeGraff. What a bunch of dicks, and they attack Dick Wadhams. This is so, first of all, it's not even truthful. And um, the points that they make are ridiculous. I have a sneaking suspicion that the graft didn't write this. And this is just how I see these people operating. I think this was written by one of so many capable um, editorialists, uh, winky winky on that crazy side that believes Trump won and we've been through this so many times but now they're back after Wadhams as though this is Wadhams' fault 
303-696-1971. We'll have Dick on. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened. This is what the Popeye is all about. What happened? Why did why did Ken Buck vote that way? Why did Lauren? I'll just turn it over to you. Bright, smart people. Early in the morning. Why did Ken Buck vote that way? Number two. Why did Lauren Boebert not vote? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting question oh. because uh, for weeks we had heard about Ken Buck and that he was becoming more mainstream. And then we, CNN yep, Ken. Exactly. That's yep. where I was going with yep. it. Is oh, the, yeah. the the moniker of CNN Ken had been hung on him because. You know, the horriblest thing in the world is for a Republican to take the largest paycheck available and then take their labor and knowledge and chase that because that's a bad thing, right? So if CNN, regardless of whether or not you like the outlet, if they put the largest check on the table, you're going to get mad at Ken and say that he's not pure enough? Why, why should he not take the largest check on the table, even if it is CNN? Why, would you not take it if it was CNN? I He's mean, seriously, it. yeah. They're buying it. What what Ken Buck did was an attempt to, they call it getting primary. It's, a, it's an action verb. And he just <laughs> bought himself out of that because, my God, they're not coming after CNN Ken now because he's proven that he can stand there like a man and, and I listen, I know too much Ken Buck. But why Lauren Boebert did not? Because you would think that she would be the one that would. She was the, you know, the mighty crusader. Well, then she got caught doing Lord only knows what. We've been, uh, well, I'm sure other shows have been over it. But it's fascinating that she is known, you know, she's come out and people have said some pretty nasty stuff about her. And I know that the. Radio station had to smooch derriere to get her back on the air. And, okay, that's all good. That's great. Thank you very much. However, however, why didn't you do this? And they all they all alleged to have hated the speaker. And now there ain't no speaker. Actually, what did they do? What did Ken Buck do? He threw the whole shebang into the hands of the Democrats. He voted with the Democrats. But why did he do it? He didn't do it because of the kinds of things that they're trying to sell you. Here's what Ken Buck did. I'm going to cover my ass. <laughs> I'm going to make these people think I'm one of them. And so, and then flip side, and it was like so, it was plain as the nose on your face. On the flip side was Lauren. Lawrence said, I'm staying as far, as far away from this as I can. Why? Well, I'm trying to clean up my act. And so both of them are trying to clean up their acts, one by voting and one by laying out. And so all the nice little Republican mommies will look at Lauren and go, well, you really didn't do it. <laughs> You're really a wonderful woman. Yeah, you, and, you supported yeah, Kevin. And that's an interesting question. Oh. And, and to why the votes went down that way, and I would oh. compare and contrast – uh, what we see in the editorial that you just referenced about uh, Representative hmm. Ken DeGraff. Because hmm. Ken DeGraff says— I don't think he wrote it. Yeah, well, Joe, they say—the the editorial says that we need to tack further right. Mm-hmm. We need to listen more to right. the grassroots. We need to be more in touch with them because that is the key to winning. However, if we compare and contrast that to what just happened in the U.S. House, <laughs> those far-right elements, the people that would be considered those grassroot type of characters— there were eight of them, only eight, that voted to oust McCarthy, 
and the Democrats helped them dig a big hole well, sure. and tossed him. And so convince me that that is actually the best direction forward. When the, when the question was asked, should we get rid of McCarthy, the vast majority of people in his own party wanted to keep him. And we had a sliver of people that then threw him out. And, and that's the question I would have for Representative DeGraff and others, that when you sit here and say we need to listen to the grassroots Republicans, are you no. letting are you no. letting that fractional no. sliver of very want... loud people yeah. run the show? And right. is that the problem? How convince me that that is a winning right. that, that that's going to be a winning platform like this one? You come forward and say we need to toss McCarthy, and you get eight eight of <laughs> no. your own caucus. Well, but that's how strong it was. That's how strong the support was. But they did eight. It. But two eight. of them were here. Yeah, two of them were in Colorado. Colorado is the epicenter for Trump lies. Yeah. It is the epicenter for so many things. This is a text message on my, my personal phone that I just got from someone I respect who is part of the Republican image-making. Hey, all right. Who said she, meaning Lauren, was sitting with Gates and Buck before the vote. She voted the way she did to save her nut. Thank I, you, Peter. I, I would agree, too. Oh, I would absolutely agree with that. Because we got, you know, we got people calling in and we're questioning her uh, bona fides and credibility. And and just like I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was a bomb thrower previously. Oh yeah. And now all of a sudden in this past session, she has become a huge yeah. Kevin McCarthy supporter and a huge supporter of the and I'm using air quotes system that she has decided to play along with how this how the system She's, works. Because she, yeah, yeah, because she, she understood. Well, she was going to be the operative word yep. primary. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're 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 going to come. It's a run and gun. Uh, that'll be enough. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Lines are open. I really this because I, I think this is the most missed by radio talk show hosts, editorialists, uh, political operatives. Um, <laughs> this idiot. Peter, oh, yeah. why did you retire and then come back? Because it was your choice. Ken and Lauren Boebert made their choice. Yes, but why? Yeah, why? Why? Yeah. I mean, of course they made their choice. Doofus? I mean, they. of course they did. I mean, it's all a choice. The whole shebang is nothing but a choice. But uh, come on. Does anybody really, really, really believe the reasons that are given either the <laughs> either on Channel 9 or some editorial someplace or some radio talk show host. This is, this is easily seen. Ken Buck, Ken, Ken Buck suddenly becomes a hero of the crazy right. Right. Lauren Boebert suddenly becomes a supporter of the middle-of-the-road Republicans. Right. That happens. I, I know that happens. So this editorial, we got Wadhams coming up. Entitled, What a Bunch of Dicks, How Dick Wadhams and the Establishment Screw the GOP. In other words, so they get angry in this editorial about Joe O'Day. Nah. And they, if we'd have had our candidate, their candidate, Hanks, <laughs> you're thinking if they just would have listened to us, we'd have run Hanks. And we go back and they say, there's one part of it, we critique this. Dick Wadhams, uh, although a former chairman of the Colorado GOP, is a prime example of problems that plague Republicans. While he wags his finger 
He ignores his tenure that was marked by a series of electoral failures, including Hickenlooper's 2010 victory that almost made the GOP a minor party. Now, stop, because we were flat in the middle of that one. That was Dan Mays. It was Tancredo. Mays had started out as the Tea Party um, champion. <laughs> Come on. Whatever your name is, if oh, I don't know who wrote it. I got a sneaking suspicion that, that, that Dave Williams has got a hand in this and, and um, the graph. But you guys forget that election. Dudes, we, I worked it. Man, me, Tancredo. Frida Poundstone, we've talked about that one forever, and Dan Mays. And you're saying that was Hickenlooper's 2010 victory was the fault when the Republican Party ran Dan Mays. So let's start with, like, that's the first critique. All right, we're being told to take the break. I'm Peter Boyle's in for the vacation. No, actually, I think he's working someplace. Where, where is George? He's on, he's, on, he's on the road. Whoa, there's a place. So, 68 will be the high, 60 on Friday. I get to have Dr. Dr. Daddio, the Daddio House Party and Studio on Saturday. Dick Wadham's coming up at 7. Lines, we have, we'll take everybody's calls right after this. Morning, everybody. Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler, Thursday morning, October 5, 2023. Good old 710 KNUS. We are Denver's talk station. Dick Wadham's coming up. Ken Buck and why he votes like he does. And Lauren Bobert, why she does not. Uh, let's go to the phones. We start with uh, Jim. Hey, man, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Pete. There's a term for the disease that America now has, and it's called a uh, Dutch disease. And it's when uh, a nation um, comes up with a windfall and it changes their structure completely. And what has occurred is we've been able to uh, print our own money for so long um, because of uh, oil and the petrodollar that uh, all our energy goes towards the printing of that money. And, and Bobert and uh, Buck are tools of this. And they are telling us that uh, that uh, they will vote on our behalf when, in fact, what well, they're really doing is they've got the disease you know, bundling but, but all this if money. I, if I can, if you look at people's uh-huh. if you look at people's past performance, it generally gives you a pretty good idea of what their present performance will be. Bobert, who has an amazing about face right now. In her her radical, uh, in terms of right wing radicalized politics, gun toting, all this stuff. Well, that starts to gradually go away, and then after the um, after the theater incident, when she kind of gets the the jacket of being a little um, handsy, might we say, and uh, so now she's doing as, as fast as she can. She's trying to become the good little Republican mom who everybody really wants uh, to vote. And she remembers she comes pretty close last time to getting beat from that guy in Aspen. Now she's caught in the theater with this guy, and this guy runs drag shows. And, I mean, it's like, and and apparently, not apparently, because I watched the video, I'm sure everyone else did as well, she was playing fun in the dark, and then she's vaping, and she's 
she's creeping out on some pregnant lady. And I mean, so her image has been totally destroyed. So now it's showdown. And if none of those things had ever happened, if her husband hadn't, they hadn't broken up and all the things that went along or kid knocks some woman up and it's just a series of events. She would have, have she still would, voted no. No, yeah. she she would have voted to get rid of his. Yeah, uh, yeah, but she didn't do it because she's now she's cleaning her act up. Buck, on the other hand, and I think it's done this simple. Buck is jammed up. Uh, yes. Buck, as they call him, you know, they call him CNN Ken, and he was known as a true rhino. And these people on this corner of the Republican Party hated him. Oh my God, he was he was like a bubble off a lamb well, born. Wait a second, let me finish up and I'll give it back to you. So yeah, yeah. he comes out and does this vote that really appeases these lunatics and that fringy end of the Republican Party in Colorado. They both uh-huh. vote for very personal reasons that have nothing to do with democracy, have nothing to do with the republic, have zero to exactly. do with speaker. They're doing it to CYA. Now, they yours. need to maintain control of that government money that's coming in that gives them additional control in their districts. Oh, yeah. If they lose that control, yeah, yeah. they lose that government money, yeah. which they so deserve, okay? Well, but it isn't so much that. It's personal gain in terms of staying on the job. Thank you for Correct. your call. We go to Steve. Steve, you're on a radio show. Good morning at 632 Peter Boyles for, uh, for George. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peter's on, and Peter's on talking politics. <laughs> Peter's <laughs> thank, thank God and Greyhound. <laughs> thank God and Greyhound, so, you're gone. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm a smart Democrat, and I was on your the, – the Republicans are done. They're done locally. I mean, and last time Mr. Wadhams was on your show, I called in. We talked about, you know, all this. They're, they're not going to elect anybody statewide in this state. Nationally, they're done. And uh, I was on and with you, and I predicted that Eastman would go down, that Giuliani yeah. would go down. All their that, heroes. That uh, Bo- Bobert would lose. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that's really my, my sense. I can't imagine any I mean, woman, I mean, I mean, any, any yeah, person of yeah. color, any person in the LGBTQ movement would vote for any Republican. Well, that's an – I mean uh, – as it is, yes, and it's an aside. But let me come back to something that's a raw nerve is Professor Eastman, who now is apparently going to have his ticket yanked in California. He's a RICO in that RICO Act in Georgia. He's got a lot more coming his way. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying the blues, and I'm certainly not a victim, but in the aftermath of him hanging up on me and the attacks that began, you know, and uh, they, you know, my family was attacked and everything that goes with it from these same people that would be involved in these editorials. Long story short, I, um, I haven't received one email, one phone call, one opportunity to apologize. I've, 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 never, I've never had anybody come to me now that, you know, the Eastman has been indicted. He's lying under, you know, he's trying to lie, stay under the He took the Fifth Amendment. And he was he was Trump's architect of the lie. And it's provable. It's overwhelmingly provable. Not one person. Matter of fact, people have the guy continue to have the guy on the air. 
Not one person. You know ever, what? No, 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 not one guy came up to me. Not one email. Not one phone call. Hey, Peter, I'm sorry. Well, not that, not that this matters, but I have been with you every single step of the way. And uh, you are right in terms of objective history and of objective oh. current events. And, and guess what? His defenders, in addition to not only was the election stolen, now he's being disbarred in California. And guess what? They say that's rigged, too. I mean, if anything bad happens to it's these rigged. people, sure, of course. it's rigged. Well, it's but, rigged. But that's, 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 that's the whack-a-mole. Um, when you hit the mole over here, the mole pops up over here. You hit it over here, it comes up in the right corner. Uh, these people are in, they're incapable of dealing with their own lives. And I'm watching Trump in New York, and something that dawned on me, and Billy and I both aficionados of professional wrestling, and it's clear to me that Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump need each other. They really do. They need each other because in the Republican Party, uh, they say, oh, oh, no, oh, the other guy. And the same thing is true with the Democrats. And Trump keeps Biden alive. And Biden keeps Trump alive. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in New York. I mean, I'm, I suspect that they're going to be found guilty down, up and down the line. But they need each other. And if you think that, if you don't think they don't, they do need each other. And That's an excellent point. Oh, they do. They, I'm in yeah, I'm, I'm interested in what Mr. Wadhams thinks about uh, the Colorado GOP bringing in uh, Carrie Lake as their headliner. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, by the way, I think they're still sending checks to John Eastman on some levels. Um, and these are people well, that— Well, he's their lawyer. He, they're paying him legal fees for this case. Oh, I know that. What I'm saying to you is, is this, this is a party that can't afford to hire anybody to work in the office. And— uh, Yeah. Well, there's a Colorado wage law they may want to pay attention to. You, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't work for script anymore. Seriously, you can't. No, no. If people work, they have to get paid. No, no, but they they can they can give John Eastman money. Yeah, <laughs> it's a joke. All right, well, ah, you, you're just so glad to hear from you. <laughs> you're kind. All right, uh, to the wall. LB's vote. I guess that's Lauren Bobert was held in reserve. <laughs> This is good. Should be needed. She explained herself very clearly on George's show. Yeah, I heard it, and I don't buy it. Wrong again, Peter. Many radio hosts got it, like George yesterday when he engaged his callers. You've turned into a grumpy old clickbait dude. You and JB need to retire. You and JB? Oh, JB, JB. Who's Who's JB? You and JB need to retire, but really this time. <laughs> Call the radio show. It's like, come on, let's talk about this. It's exactly what they did. Because she said something on a talk show. Um, good morning, your Democrat caller. I want to thank, oh, your Democrat caller, I see, misspelled. I want to thank him for personally what he said, and his constituents have done to my state of Colorado. Thank you for, for what you've done. Colorado's burning, and it's because of fools like him, meaning the last caller, red-blooded American fools. No, wait a minute. <laughs> and once again, 
fights are won and fights are lost as a kind of a buff boxing fan. Um, in some fights, you know, one thing about f- fighting in the, in the, in the, uh, the championship changes, you got to knock the champion out. I mean, you got to, if you think you're going to get a belt just by having a good fight against the champion, nope, you got to really beat the champion. Oftentimes you got to knock the champion out. Some people win fights, some people lose fights. And so the difference is, well, maybe maybe a better example was any any sport. There are winners and losers, but when you get beat, and if you got a Nicholsworth class, you know that you got beat. And you go back to the drawing boards and say, "Why did we get beat?" <laughs> and and they, these guys are incapable. They got beat, so it had to be Dick Wadham's fault. Stop. Oh, JB equals Joe Biden. I see. JB. Yeah. You know, Pete, when you talk about that, the idea of the uh, self-examination afterwards, the post-mortem, that I'm, I'm, I want some of the grassroots Republicans to call in and explain to me how you've come to the conclusion that given something like the uh, Joe O'Day, Ron Hanks issue in the last election, help me wrap my mind around how Ron Hanks would have done better statewide against Bennett. Because that's the argument. Tina Peters? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Tina Peterson? Yeah, yeah. Please, You think on. that if they want, if you would have run Tina Peters oh. instead of Heidi Ganahl at uh. governor, do you think that would have been better? Explain to me what it well, is that the grassroots have it, it, it's more that about make it more appealing. The, it, this really goes back to Trump and Trump's lies. And Trump's lies that they were honchoed by my close personal friend, John Eastman. And so the, when the lie begins, and it's almost a religious experience where the true believer— Step back, non-believers, because I'm going to make it rain. And they have to do it. And it's to the great sadness and the demise of the future for my grandchildren, your children and grandchildren, and for yourselves. But don't kid yourself about why these votes took place or did not take place. In this state that turns the corner, Ken Buck, <laughs> that, and that was laughable. When I first saw it, I went, that's funny. And then when Lauren Boebert doesn't, and Ken Buck does, you know they're both doing it for political inside Colorado reasons. Ken Buck, no longer, and so people send to me all the stuff that you actually believe that what Lauren said yesterday was the real truth. Come on. They, look, I know from inside baseball, they had to be a lot of derriere smooching to get her to reappear on the radio show because George, rightfully so, was pointing out to the uh, fun and games in After Dark. You can't do it. <laughs> you just can't. I'm not mad at anybody. <laughs> I'm not trying to change your mind. But I think it's hilarious to watch and to have talk show hosts or editorialists or whomever believe that that's the real reason that Ken Buck did what he did, or Lauren Boebert did not. And as for Trump in New York, I watched some of that stuff. (laughs) It's like, come on. But then you watch Joe. I watched Joe on the picket line. Presidents don't go on picket lines. Having said that, 
the guy remember in uh, in in um, Michael Jackson when they did what's that dance done uh, thriller the thriller dance and all everybody shows up and they're zombies it looked like Joe Biden's doing the thriller dance man it was like his hands done uh, and I'm going like all right Peter this is what the country's come to <laughs> it's like Joe 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 Joe's doing the thriller dance. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the UAW guys are looking at him like, what? All right. Dick Wadham's coming up. Zoom in time, 303-696-1971. Your call's right after this. Good morning, everybody. I am Peter Boyles in for George Brockler, who will return tomorrow. And then Saturday morning, I get to be in here again at 9 a.m., and if you are um, a longtime Denver listener in terms of Denver's radio market, there once was the once and future king, Dr. Daddio, Jimmy Walker. And I've, I haven't seen Jimmy in, boy, a while. But I always had this great admiration. I went and watched him work a couple of times. And actually, he promoted the Jacksons. I, I mean, you know, he brought the Jacksons. And he was uh, quite, is quite the guy. So in studio. And the stories will be wonderful. Dr. Daddio, Jimmy Walker. Uh, to the wall we go, did Miss Bobert get her rack enhanced? What a terrible thing to ask. What a terrible thing to ask. Bobert and Buck are targets of the blue state of Colorado. Conservatives should take a lesson from Democrats and support their party, but they don't. Um, Ken Buck is avoiding Denver radio. All right. Here's the greatest caller in the world. Joe, Joe the caller. Good morning. Joe from Arvada, remember. Uh, Joe, Joe from Arvada. Well, let me ask you a question sure. that I asked you last time. Yeah. <laughs> Who is going to be the Republican Party nominee, Peter? Well, Peter, I have no idea at this point, do you? Okay, well, you see that there that, Michael, that Ma- says everything. Mike Lindell. Michael it pretty, it pretty much lands Michael right Dell. on you. How it so? Does. I don't know. Well, because wait a minute, back talking about Joe, any, Joe, 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 Joe. Pol- We're gonna do this with Joe. We're not gonna play dames with Joe. Joe won the Joe, nomination. Joe, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ah, uh, I'll try this again. Joe, who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Joe, who's gonna win Look. the Super Bowl? You, you know, here's here's the th- see. Joe doesn't know, but I'm supposed to know who's going to be the Republican nominee with this guy in court facing Rico's. <laughs> Please, I don't know, Joe. Probably the 49ers. Okay, probably good. Then go bet but, your money. But, on it. but it but it isn't nearly as assured as Donald Trump being the Republican nominee. Tremendous. Okay, now what's Thank next? You. All right. Okay. What anything uh, else? I'll, I'll, okay. The next question is. How is the future of Mike Pence working out for him? What the hell? Why are you asking me these questions? I'm not their representative. Peter, you were the one that told us how great Mike Pence was going to no, be in this election. I said, well, no, I, that's not true either. Yes, you did. No, I, why? Well, go back and get what you said and put it up on there. Listen to me one more time. I was never backed Mike Pence. All the I thought Mike Pence was was incredibly brave in that terrible night and terrible day that happened on the 6th, but what that man did... Hogwash. All right, man, look, that's enough of that. What Pence did 
was he backed the Constitution against Donald Trump and people like that. And for that, Pence deserves your everlasting respect that what he did was he held the line, would not do what my close personal friend John Eastman suggested Donald Trump tell him to somehow to avoid or abate the Constitution. I never backed Joe Biden. I never backed Mike Pence for president. Who's going to be the? I don't know. How would you know? You know, I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon, let alone what's going to happen. So in the hours after the House of Representatives vote to oust Kevin McCarthy from the speakership, um, it is interesting to see what happens here in Colorado. Now, coming up on the other side is Dick Wadhams. Dick was the target of a piece that was published by the Colorado GOP, and it's entitled, What a Bunch of Dicks, How Dick Wadhams and the Establishment Screwed the GOP. And it is it is full of holes. I mean, we'll try and take some of it apart. But I love the part. It's the opening couple of paragraphs where Wadhams, and I'll just read it to you, although a former chairman of the Colorado GOP is a prime example of the problems that plague Republicans. They're, they're hanging on this one guy, Dick Wadhams. While he wags his finger, he ignores his tenure. It was marked by a series of electoral failures to include John Hickenlooper's 2010 victory. Do you remember that election? I do. I was involved in it with Tancredo. Tancredo, and it said, I love how this line, that almost made the GOP a minority party. No. What happened was people with, with half, half, of the intelligence, voted for Tancredo. Tancredo was running as an independent. The the party and the Tea Party and others, I think, picked Dan Mays. And that, that becomes Wadhams' fault. Now we go to Frank. See how much time we got left. Frank, you're on a radio show. Good morning. George, I'm, George, I'm sorry. Um, if you're sounding really healthy, and that's a good thing. Thank you. Um, I do feel great. You. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, good. I'm glad that uh, maybe someday I'll need what you had, and um, I'll be I'll be okay too. You will be. Um, uh, so, about the Lauren Boebert thing here, this this whole thing we know has been a CF for quite a while. I'm talking about the entire. I know Republican what you mean. Part. I know what you mean. Not just not just locally, but nationwide. Hmm. Um, and if we don't change something, it's not going to change. Agreed. And. So even though this guy, uh, what does I can't think of his name right now, who spearheaded this thing to ouster the speaker, he's a total Gates. jerk. Gates, okay. oh, absolutely, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to make a deal with the devil occasionally, and that's what happened. Um, I feel yeah. terrible for McCartney or McCarthy okay. rather, because he's a good Christian man, and uh, I think he was doing a good job, but. I want if, if one the one thing that comes out of this if they have twelve twelve individual funding bills in forty five days mm-hmm. that would be a good thing, well, and then if they have another vote they could vote they could yeah. vote McCarthy back in. Um, now nah, he said he doesn't want to come back in, but well, right now a month forty five days from now who knows? You know, the politicians. I, I mean, your point's again well taken, but it looks like uh, the minority uh, majority leader is, is, is there's Steve Scalise. 
Jordan, Jim Jordan, who's a uh, ju- Judiciary Committee guy. And then there's a, a guy named Kevin Hearn, who's a very key conservative leader. And uh, people that I read and respect expect him to throw his hat into the ring. What's interesting to me is what leads into this. And these people, these people who are being lionized by callers and others, they, they, they sided with the Democrats. And why one votes and why one doesn't, I think, is, uh, I think Frank was so the significant. Only, the only thing I don't, the only one I don't fully understand is uh, Nancy Mace. I'd yeah, like to I, brother, I got, I got 30 seconds, if you would, please. Okay. Well, one thing I would like to say a positive out of this is here you have a never Trumper in Buck and you've got an always Trumper in Bobert who are now working <laughs> together in Colorado. And I think that's a good thing. I think, I think it's a, a hypocritical thing, artificial thing, and a giant lie. Love the call. Dick Wadham's coming back. Stay here. That'll get real good. 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.